Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Now we've got someone here with us who is going to talk to us about something that we all unfortunately have to experience, and that is grief. Bree Overton is the chief clinical officer of Experience Camps, and this is a national nonprofit that provides a no-fee uh, program for children who have experienced the death of a parent, sibling, or primary caregiver. But she's also going to talk to us about a new website uh, that is going to help young people deal with aspects of grief. It's called Grief Sucks. And yeah, it does. Brie Overton, welcome to Reality Check. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Brie, I know that uh, Experience Camps is nationwide and you have uh, various camps around the country, but unfortunately, the ones that are closest to Philadelphia, I'm told that they are just so full Um, that there really are not any openings. But in terms of what you've learned with working with young people with these camps, uh, what is it that you have figured out that can help them deal with grief the most? Yeah, our, our kiddos need a space. They need a space to be able to process their grief. Um, And that doesn't always look like coming to camp. That doesn't always look like going to counseling. Um, That can be a space that we create within our homes, um, with our families, a space to be able to talk about the grief, a space to be able to talk about those feelings and emotions that they're feeling and processing through. Um, A lot of times our kids say outside of camp, they receive support from their coaches and from their teachers, as well as their family members, uh, maybe their pastors, but they're receiving a lot of grief support from a lot of different places. And so we encourage them to lean into into that support. I think what's interesting, though, about your approaches, and and you tell me if I'm uh, explaining this correctly, that really the idea is not to try to uh, numb grief in the various ways that people try to do it, but actually to to go through the roller coaster of emotions that it sometimes evokes. Yes, that is so true. We actually do um, an activity called roller coaster of emotions, but we that that's true. Uh, we encourage our teens um, and our kids to really lean into their grief. What are those emotions and those feelings that are coming up for you? Um, what are some of those grief feelings that we can help you work through um, at camp and through our online platforms um, and different resources? Our goal is to really help you tap into your grief. Um, How are we talking about it? How are we working through it? What does that look like? And then our hope is that we're planting little seeds and little nuggets. And so that when they go home, they are able to share some of those things, some of the ways to cope. They're sharing those with their family members. They're sharing those with the adults in their lives and the other kids in their lives. And they're really creating a community um, that can help them continue to process through their grief. And they're also helping show others that it's okay to talk about it and okay to process through it. But we have communities that are really grief stricken. We have communities that are dealing with gun violence. We have communities that are dealing with a number of traumas uh, around grief. It may not always be the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss of uh, mobility for some or the loss of changing from one school to another and and leaving friends behind or those kind of things. Are Are we talking about all those kinds of grief when we're looking at uh, treating young people? Are we looking at uh, more just the death of a loved one? We are. Um, so we look at the death of the loved one or the death of your person as your primary loss. And we look at 
all the other ways that we're impacted by that loss as secondary losses. And so, like you said, loss of our community, loss of our school, maybe I have to move and I'm not here with my friends anymore. Maybe there's relocation or even you think about divorce um, and separation. Those are losses as well. Um, and, and grief looks differently for everyone. And so we are encouraging to lean into all of the grief, right? We do talk a lot about the death and the person who died, um, but there are also a lot of secondary losses that that our, our families and that our kiddos experience as well. You know, I've talked to uh, various people through uh, who have experienced different tragedies from uh, losses to gun violence um, to it, which seems to be often one of the more common ones that we deal with in our community, unfortunately. Um, but we also um, are experiencing major trauma from that uh, that plays itself out in varying ways. How can we tell when somebody is grieving and is there a healthier way to grieve uh, than not? Yeah, there are lots of lots and lots of ways to grieve. Um, we lean into what are those healthiest ways to grieve, what looks healthy to you in grieving. Um, and what we found is, is being able to talk about it. Um, how do we notice if someone is grieving? Maybe their behavior has changed. Maybe their routine has changed. Um, maybe they're not connecting or reaching out as often as they had. And so we encourage you to reach out to folks um, if you know that they've experienced death or if they've, you know, witnessed someone die. People are experiencing, like you said, those they're experiencing a lot of trauma. Um, and so if you notice or if you know that people have experienced traumatic experiences or they've experienced a death, check in on them, reach out to them, um, see how they're doing, set up a, a time where you can connect or get together. Maybe it's a text, hey, I'm thinking about you, um, or you're driving over or walking over to their house to see how they're doing. But make sure you're checking in on the people. And, and one of the things that I always like to say is make sure you're checking in on your strong friends too. Mm. Um, your strong friends are holding a lot. They are usually the people that are very, very, very supportive. They're offering support for everyone but who's checking in on them? Like, make sure you're also checking in on those friends that are, you know, they're always checking in on every single person. They're always making sure everybody is doing okay. They're the ones that show up first. Make sure you check in on them too. What are the kinds of signs? Um, because the thing is, when we're talking about teenagers, and that's the population that you work with the most, that there are times when even in the event, even in the absence of a, a traumatizing event that uh, older people, their parents or, or even people at school find it difficult to talk to and communicate with them because they kind of obfuscate their emotions. They are sometimes not communicative or, you know, the, the typical teen that goes in the room and closes the door and then doesn't want to talk to anybody else in the household or is always on their phone. So how do you make that connection to them when you know that they have suffered uh, a, a loss? Yeah. So always letting them know that you're there, right? I'm here. I want to be able to offer this space for you. I want to be a safe pace, a safe uh, person for you. Um, whenever, right? So I may walk up to a teen and say, hey, I noticed that you are looking really sad today. You want to talk? And they may say, I don't want to talk to you right now. Okay. When you're ready to talk, I'm here. Um, a lot of times, like you said, we sometimes have our noses buried in our in our phones. Send them a text. How you doing? Right? Um, communicate in the ways that they like to communicate. So if it's sending a text, if it's leaving little notes, um, making sure that they know that you're available and that you're there. 
And and here's the the catch to that is when they need to talk to you and you've said, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be open, make sure that you make the time for them. Like it may not be when you walk up to them and say, hey, do you want to talk? It may be next week or the next day. But when they come to you, when they are reaching out to you, make sure that you are available for them. And if you are not available in that moment, make sure that you let them know when you can be available. Um, sometimes it's really tricky with teenagers, but we we have to be consistent um, and we have to make sure that they know that we were there for them and that we want to be able to support them. I'm Tanya Pendleton. This is Reality Check. And we are talking to Bree Overton. She is the Chief Clinical Officer of Experience Camps. And that is a uh, series of camps that helps young people deal with grief and traumatizing situations. And they've also recently launched a website called Grief Sucks, specifically for teenagers. So tell us about that, Bree, and what services it provides. Yes, Grief Sucks is such a beautiful platform. It's a it's a digital content platform for grieving te- teens, um, and it really helps them navigate their feelings um, while really finding a place of belonging um, with other teens who are grieving. So it, it normalizes their grief journey, um, and the content features celebrities talking about their grief. It showcases uh, teens reviewing like grief related pop culture. Um, things. Um, and it offer it, it also offers teens um, candid stories. So you, you can scroll through and look at different videos, um, but it allows you to connect with other kids and it allows you to feel um, like this is a space for you. This is a space for them. So it's a, a space that we created with teens um, for teens. And it is a great place to to go and feel less lonely and feel less isolated and feel more connected um, with other teens who get it. And that's griefsucks.com. Is that the URL? Correct. Yes. Brie, we talk, uh, we're obviously here talking about teens because we know that their brains may not have developed um, to the point that adult brains do to handle certain things or to deal with uh, certain things in the most positive ways. But most teenagers are not in a vacuum. They're also dealing with adults who may themselves be grief stricken, traumatized. Sometimes you find that maybe the teenagers could be helping the ador- adult more than the other way around. But how is how does that relationship work in terms of being able to help a teen while simultaneously trying to heal yourself? Yeah. Parenting a grieving teen is tough. It is hard because you just said, right? Like I'm, I'm raising and I'm trying to support this kiddo who's grieving. I myself am also grieving. And what does this look like for me? And so we definitely encourage like making sure that we're creating that space for our kids but what are you doing for yourself? How are you helping yourself navigate the grief that you're feeling and experiencing? And what does that look like for you? What does support look like for you? Um, also being able to be open to help outside of our home. Sometimes that's really hard, right? Like I'm a mom, nobody does this. Nobody takes care of my kids the way that I take care of my kids. Um, but being able to open up um, and ask for help is really, really helpful, um, especially when you're grieving and trying to raise raise that grieving teen as well. So grief griefsucks.com, that's open to anybody. You don't have to be a part of experience camps. You can just go on there. And does it provide any kind of resources? If you, if you come to the conclusion uh, that maybe you need some more help, you need some professional help, you need to tell a parent, you know, listen, I, I don't think this is enough. I need more. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. There are resources available. Um, you reach out to us. We'll get you support in your community and in your area. Um, there are, we have lots of resource lists, or sorry, lots of resource lists. Um, and we can definitely help you get connected in your community. And this is something that adults can go on as well. If they are witnessing okay. symptoms in their uh, child or loved one that they know need to be addressed. Definitely. Wonderful. Bree Overton, the Chief Clinical Officer of Experience Camps, who they have just launched a website, a platform for teenagers called Grief Sucks. That is at griefsucks.com. And adults can also use it if they are looking for resources to help a teenage loved one in their life. Bree, thank you so much for coming on to Reality Check with us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.